I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, October 12th. Three Quincy homes will have their water mains replaced after recent testing found excessive levels of lead in the water. The Quincy DPW says their latest round of testing found that three of the 20 homes tested had levels of lead that exceeded safe thresholds. The city will replace their lead service lines at no cost to the homeowners as it is done as part of a broader lead abatement program that began in 2016. To date, the city has replaced about 350 private water lines as part of a multi-billion dollar effort to replace remaining water fountains and sinks in the city schools that had elevated levels of lead. Quincy DPW routinely samples water from the small number of remaining homes in Quincy believed to have lead or lead-lined water pipes as part of the private service into the house. Less than 1% of Quincy homeowners are believed to have lead water service lines. The city continues to work with and advise remaining property owners with identified lead service lines to have them replaced. Outside of that program, city also identifies lead service lines most often when investigating water leaks inside homes. To mark their successful completion of Quincy College's first community health worker certificate program, 20 graduates were honored at a recent pinning ceremony. The program, the first in the region to earn state certification, consists of 80 hours of core competency education that combines classroom instruction with externship and observation to prepare students to enter the workforce. Externships were offered in partnership with Manit Community Health Center, the Salvation Army, Central Boston Elder Services, Middlesex Recovery, Bridge Over Troubled Waters, and Boston Medical Center. Quincy College offers the program free of charge thanks to a $166,000 workforce development grant from the state. Once program graduates accumulate 2,000 hours of work experience, they become eligible to take the Community Health Worker Certification Exam offered by the State Department of Public Health. Although certification is voluntary, it serves to define the profession's scope of practice in order to promote effective integration of the role into public health and health care. Authorities are investigating a deadly industrial accident at a waste management company in Abington yesterday afternoon. Officers responding to troop waste and recycling on Bedford Street in Abington at about 1.40 p.m. for a report of an employee who fell off a forklift found a man had sustained serious injuries. The victim was transported to South Shore Hospital where he was pronounced dead. He's now been identified as 67-year-old Donald Schaefer of Braintree. A preliminary investigation shows that Schaefer was working with two other men to offload multiple steel container bottoms using a forklift. Officials say Schaefer was standing on top of one of the loads to provide a counterweight. When unfortunately the load shifted and he fell to the ground, several of the steel container bottoms fell on top of Schaefer. His co-workers immediately pushed the load off him and called police. The incident remains under investigation by the Abington Police Department, OSHA, and the Plymouth County DA's office. 
Carver firefighters rescued a cranberry bog worker on Tuesday afternoon after he got stuck in the mud. About 2 p.m., a 911 caller reported that a man who was working a cranberry harvest was up to his neck in the mud in a bog. Firefighters responded on Center Street. When they got there, they found that the worker was about chest deep in the water and that his feet and legs were stuck in the mud. In Carver, cranberries are harvested through wet picking, which requires workers to get into the water. Somehow, officials say the shoreline of the bog had collapsed onto the worker. Firefighters put a rope around the man to make sure they didn't lose him in the bog. Five of them worked to dig him out. After about 10 minutes, they were able to get the worker out. He was not injured. Carver has been a cranberry-growing hub for 100 years. Aiden Kearney, the Holden man behind the controversial Turtle Boy news blog, appeared in court yesterday as he faces witness intimidation and conspiracy charges tied to his coverage of the sensational murder case against Karen Reed. The judge released Kearney on personal recognizance following his arraignment in Stoughton District Court and ordered him to stay away from the individuals he's accused of targeting, including a Massachusetts State Police investigator who worked on the case against Reed. Kearney pleaded not guilty to one conspiracy charge and multiple counts of witness intimidation and picketing a court, judge, juror, witness, or court officer. The charges came after Norfolk County DA Mike Morrissey appointed a special prosecutor, Fall River attorney Ken Mello, to look into the accusations of witness intimidation and other actions by Kearney. The blogger has generated controversy in recent months while writing prolifically about the pending case against Reed, a Mansfield woman accused of backing her car into her boyfriend, Boston police officer John O'Keefe, last year. Prosecutors allege that Reed struck and killed O'Keefe while dropping him off at a fellow Boston police officer's home in Canton. Following a night of drinking in January of 2022, Reed's lawyers, however, argue that she's being framed and that fellow after-party guests are really to blame. The theory the prosecution has repeatedly denied. Reed has pleaded not guilty to charges of second-degree murder, motor vehicle manslaughter while driving under the influence, and leaving the scene of a collision causing injury and death. Her trial is tentatively set for March 12th of next year. The judge ultimately deemed cash bail and GPS monitoring unnecessary, but ordered Kearney to steer clear of the named witnesses. He's due back in court on December 5th. If you're someone who relies on the Ashmont and Mattapan branches of the Red Line, be prepared for some disruptions to your travel over the next few weeks. Starting Saturday, the T is shutting down the Red Line from JFK UMass through the Ashmont and Mattapan stations. The closure will be in effect until Sunday, October 29th. According to the T, the closure is taking place so work can be done to end the dozens of slow zones on the line. The agency says workers will be replacing more than a mile of track and over 1,500 ties on the Ashmont branch. Meantime, on the Mattapan line, more than 2,000 feet of track will be replaced and all light fixtures will be upgraded to LEDs. Stations will also see updates as part of the work. 
During the shutdown, buses will replace service on the Ashmont and Mattapan lines. Travel will also be free between all Zone 1A stations on the commuter rail's Fairmont line during the closure. Service on the Red Line's Braintree branch or northbound to Alewife will not be impacted. Check of business news. Stocks are higher. The Dow is up 65. The Nasdaq rose 96. The S&P added 18. Stocks also higher in Asia. The dollar rose. The euro is up and oil at $83 a barrel. In sports, Bruins win their season opener against the Blackhawks. The Garden last night 3-1 as they kick off their 100th season. They will take on Nashville at the Garden Saturday night at 7. Forecast from the National Weather Service today, mostly sunny at a high 69 degrees. Clear tonight, low around 50. Tomorrow, mostly sunny at a high of 62. Cloudy on Saturday, high 63. Cloudy Sunday, high 61. For the boater, waves about a foot. Wind out of the west at 5 knots. Becomes southeasterly later today at a high tide at 1042 a.m. Sunrise 6.52, set at 6.07. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, October 12th.